Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Pineapple Pizza podcast discusses the histories, cultures, and beliefs of regions around the world. These stories often contain mature and sometimes disturbing content that may not be suitable for all audiences. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Pineapple Pizza Podcast, where we serve up slices of mythology, cryptozoology, and urban legends. It's an interesting combination of flavors. Weird, but it works. Today, we have a visiting chef who will be serving up one of his favorites. I'm your hostess, Lindsay, and with me is the wonderful and amazing Ashley. Hello. Unfortunately, our other co-host, Emily, is not feeling well this week, so... She's been kicked out of the kitchen to stop the spread, and we're just going to be doing it just the two of us this week. (laughs) Sorry, Emily. I love you. (laughs) Well, there is a third person here that's helping, so it's not just the two of you. It's not just the two of us. So on that note, please join us in welcoming our guest chef for this episode, Nick from the Tennis Podcast. Hello. Happy to be here. Love pineapple on my pizza, by the way. Awesome. That was one of our questions. <laughs> I, don't, I don't ever order pizza without attempting or to get pineapple on it, for sure. So, as is custom, I have a few questions for you before we dive into your delicious dish of the evening. So tell us a little bit about your show. Like, when did you start Tennis Podcasts? And what mm-hmm. sort of inspired you and Brandon to create the show? Yeah, so the Tennis Podcast is a comedy podcast where we cover top 10 lists every week. Myself and my sidekick host, Brandon, we started the show back in August 2018. So yeah, three years now, over three years. Wow. Wow, that's impressive. Yeah, about 150 episodes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we used to work together for years and years before the pod and we would travel a lot for work. And on these trips, we would, uh, you know, pull up a Wikipedia article or do a Google search, pull up a top 10 list and have the other one guess and pretty much became the show right there. That's interesting. Did, did you like just do it on the plane or how would you start yeah. doing it? Plane or waiting for the plane. You know, if you get if you get to the airport and there's like a four hour delay all of a sudden, which happens a lot, mm-hmm. you got to kill the time. So that's one, one way we would do it. And, you know, one thing I uh, one one way we made our show different than other, you know, top 10 style content out there, be it podcasts or whatever else is most, not all, but most of our lists tend to be kind of objective, quantitative yeah. style lists where there's you know a ranking based on, for example, the highest grossing movies instead of our favorite movies, yeah. know, for example. So yeah, that's the show. We cover everything between true crime, cryptozoology, which is a word I love saying, movies and TVs, pop culture, food, animals, anything you, anything you think of. Plagues plagues yes we've done the plague episode yep top porn searches on Pornhub. yep oh i remember that one <laughs> yeah that was a good one <laughs> brandon did unsurprisingly well guessing that top 10 list <laughs> <clears throat> he had a good showing for that one that was for sure <laughs> yeah so you kind of addressed what sort of topics you cover that was the next question so when do new episodes drop we drop every wednesday at 2 a.m central time uh, so yeah when you wake up on wednesdays there's a new episode and we very rarely take breaks so yeah almost 150 weeks straight we've uh, we've had a new episode that's awesome 
inspiring. I'm going to die an early death because of that. It's taken years off my life get, getting this content out. I know. But yeah, it is I awesome. Know. I can relate to that on a visceral I love, level. I love how we're both laughing, but I can tell Lindsay and I want to cry a little because we feel your pain. <laughs> I know. I was literally up until like midnight on Friday night trying to finish up my notes for mm-hmm. Yield Crime that I recorded yesterday. And then I spent another like three or four hours, quote unquote, like double checking all the research and like yeah. note taking that yeah. I had done like the morning of and then like recorded with Maddie like 30 minutes after I had finished. So yeah. well, you both have more than one podcast. So I don't know how, yeah. I don't know how you do that. The answer is we don't sleep. We're both vampires. <laughs> so... Okay. <laughs> I'm, a, I mean, I'm a day walker. We'll say that because I, I tend to be out during the day, but oh, not as so much at night. You get to be Blade, is what you're telling me. I am I'm Blade. Stuck mm-hmm. Just being a regular shitty vampire. Thanks. <laughs> if it makes you feel any better, I'm shorter than you. So. <laughs> wait, wait, wait! You're shorter than me. <laughs> well, if I was Blade, I'd be shorter than you. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, but in real life, you're not you're shorter. T- is that right? Well, I'm five seven. How yeah, tall you're are taller you? than me. I was gonna say I thought so. Five five. Okay. Emily's the tiny one. She's a short stack of pancakes. She is. She needs a step stool. Yeah. Again, we love you. <laughs> I feel like we're going to get in so much trouble for this episode. Isn't she the one editing this one? I'll, I'll edit it and then she'll hear it later and be like, you guys. <laughs> okay. Why? No, she won't. She'll she laugh. won't. She'll laugh. <laughs> she'll be like, that was good. So what's one episode of yours that you would recommend patrons of our pizzeria check out first or what episode is your favorite? I think there's an easy one to recommend uh, for your listeners, and that would be our uh, Top 10 Cryptids episode, which we did episode 103. I took a look at the most viewed and most edited Wikipedia pages for cryptids to kind of you know, determine some sort of a quantitative analysis to rank mm-hmm. 10 cryptids, uh, and that's what we did. So that one was a lot of fun. We're going to cover one of those today, in fact. I mentioned the Porn Searches episode, which is always a fan favorite. Mm-hmm. Let me think. We did, uh, just recently, we did the time tra- top five time travel paradoxes, which is not so much a ranking as much as like talking, just giving us an excuse to talk about time travel for an hour and a half. <laughs> <laughs> so that one was fun. Did either of you kill baby Hitler? Brandon always volunteer. He'll just like walk up to people on the street and be like, oh yeah, I'd kill baby Hitler if I time traveled. He just <laughs> loves talking about that. But I can't kill a baby. I don't care who the baby was. I'm not doing it. Okay, yeah. does he love offering to kill baby Hitler more or less than he loves eating hot dogs over trash cans? Oh, you know <laughs> there's nothing he loves more than eating nasty, sweaty airport hot dogs over a crowded, <laughs> open airport trash can in the middle of... One of the top five busiest airports in the entire world in Atlanta. Yeah. I just picture him like raccoon style, just like hovering oh. over a trash can. I was there. I saw it. I could see it vividly. If I close my eyes, I see it. There was literally no way I was going to get through this episode without bringing up the hot dogs. <laughs> just... yeah. Oh, my God. So you kind of already hit on this one, but I feel like I need to address it anyway. What is your favorite pizza topping? Oh. And why? Pineapple. It really is, though. <laughs> like, I, uh, that's, you know, the, the reason uh, the show stood out to me however long ago when I first saw it, I think it was when you first started it. Yeah. The logo, every time I see the logo, I get hungry. And I love pineapple pizza, but I also love jalapeno and mm. Canadian bacon. I guess, yeah, those are my top three, I guess. I could keep going. I could list like 20 toppings. <laughs> I Those are the top three. Yeah, that's a good list. I wasn't expecting jalapeno to be on there. You're adventurous. Yeah. Thank you. Do you tend to think combine the two so there's a little bit of hot and a little bit of sweet? The three things I said, yeah, I always try to get them on. Pineapple, jalapeno, and Canadian bacon. And um, Ashley, you mentioned I'm adventurous, and I think my pizza toppings is the only area in my life where I'm at all adventurous. <laughs> That's totally fair, because I'm pretty sure the only area in my life where I'm adventurous is the bizarre selection of music that I listen to. I'm pretty sure Spotify thinks I'm schizophrenic. (laughs) You're on FBI's watch list just based on your Spotify (laughs) I mean, based on that and on my Google search history, but yes. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, yeah. My Google search search history is, yeah, bad news bears. 
for for you guys and for for us and like any true crime or kind of urban legend esque, you know, any kind of paranormal world podcast out there, the FBI's like data load of like observing search habits on the internet has got to have increased like twenty thousand percent in the last five years because all these indie podcasters out there doing depressing Google searches. Yeah, like looking up stuff about you know Kemper and Gein and Bundy and. Yeah, of all course I did all that before hitters. I had a podcast. But <laughs> I mean, Me I used to spend, and this is a true story, I used to work in college at this thing called the Equipment Cage, and no, it wasn't anything sexual. Hmm. But I wasn't going to suggest that, but now I'm convinced that you're lying. Where people at my school would come and like check out audio and video equipment for because I went to an <laughs> art school. But when I wasn't helping people, I was on the Crime Library website reading about you know, like Albert Fish and like Albert Fish. Yeah, that was the first one I, I almost said fell in love with, which is not the case. That's the first one that captured my imagination. <laughs> yeah, Albert Fish has always been kind of my go to far as, you know, that the serial killers go just because I don't know. He's the most fucked up. He, he definitely doesn't have like the highest body count or anything like that. But in but, terms of just being a fucked up weirdo. Yeah, in terms of what he did, he's definitely left a lasting impression, that's for sure. Yeah. Like, him and I think Mary Bell are some of the older ones that, like, really stick out to me. Like, I remember reading about Mary Bell and, like, turning to one of my coworkers in the equipment cage, and I was like, did you know there was this little girl that cut off a little boy's penis with blunt scissors? And they were like, why are you telling me this? And I was like, because it's fascinating and you need to know about it? Duh. I'm like under the like under the table where you can't see their hand they're like dialing 911 <laughs> exactly yeah but that that's the great thing about kind of this podcast boom era that we're all in because now so many people get to share kind of their true crime fandom with each other and i feel like it was always this closet top you know closet fandom that we all had fandoms like i hate using that word for it because they're serial killers and they're awful and they're terrible and we're not fans of serial killers but we are fascinated by their stories yeah it's it's one of those things where it's like you almost felt like it was taboo to be interested in learning about it but now everyone's yep. just like oh yeah i listen to like 20 true crime podcasts about whatever mm-hmm. and it's like okay i'm not alone that's good yeah it's good so now this next question is gonna be really funny based off what we were just talking about yep it uh, is it's gonna be perfect how long will brandon keep us waiting before he finally sings santa baby oh god you know i've been whittling away at him Little by little, every time I talk to him. The the thing is, if you're if you don't listen to the Tennis Podcast, we were doing a top ten Christmas carols episode based on like the most reproduced Christmas carols throughout history. Mm-hmm. And it got us talking about Santa Baby, and Brandon knew the lyrics of Santa Baby off the top of his head, and I said, Will you please sing them very sensually for me? Oh. And he Oh, there's a dog. <laughs> there's the dog. The dog's like, I will. (laughs) (laughs) If you had a dog translation device, you would have heard the lyrics to Santa Baby. (laughs) He's like, that's my jam. (laughs) Well, anyway, Brandon refuses. And so I've been trying to get him to do it for, God, over a year now. Still won't do it. But someday I'll crack him. Someday you'll release the the 10-ish pod Christmas album. And it'll just be Brandon singing Santa Baby. (laughs) In 10 different accents, like 10 different versions of the same song. I asked his price on Twitter one day, and I believe he responded with a picture of a PS5, and I was like, I cannot afford that. <laughs> Maybe we need a like a Kickstarter or something yeah. to, to pay Brandon if, to. If anyone out there listening wants to buy my kidney. <laughs> I only need one. Let me know. <laughs> because getting Brandon to sing Santa Baby one time it's what we're all after in this life. Exactly. That's it's worth what gets it. me up in the morning. It's like, that's <laughs> that's my, you know, my big white whale or whatever that saying is. <laughs> you know? Oh my God. This is hilarious because earlier I texted one of my friends, if anyone ever tries to make me read Moby Dick again, I'm going to beat them to death with it. And now you're like, it's my white whale. <laughs> First of all, beat someone to death just for recommending a book. <laughs> no, you Come don't understand. Okay, have you read Moby Dick? No. Then don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't understand. 
Because no one born after like 1940 has read Moby Dick. I tried really hard and no, I can't do it. And I can read anything. It's just so bad. There's a whole chapter on whale migration patterns. Just no. <laughs> I just wanted to read about a whale murdering a bunch of people. <laughs> you thought it was like Jaws, but a whale. <laughs> And it's like, nope, you need to read 20 pages of migration patterns for whales. Hey, we're setting nope. the story. We're setting the pace here. I Listen, get it. I'm painting a picture. Herman Melville, wherever you are, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. You son of a bitch. <laughs> Although I did like Bartleby the Scrivener, but you get out of here. <laughs> That's kind of how I feel about Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, just because I didn't realize when I started reading it just how much of a baby everybody was, because they're literally like crying every two pages of this book. Someone is crying. And I was like, was life really this depressing back then? Or is everybody just a pussy? Because they're like crying about everything. And bitches be crying. Bitches be crying. I mean, I suppose I'd be crying too. It was really dark because it's that volcano, but still. Monsters shouldn't be crying. They're supposed to be scary, okay, not like little crying. bitches. Okay, but he's filled with existential dread, so he's crying about it. He's really depressed. Yeah, they're both. I feel babies. like the monster who was born out of lightning strike and is made of different corpse pieces has a right to cry once. <laughs> he does. I it's mean, his, he probably, it's his party and he'll cry if he wants to. He probably mm. smells pretty bad and then it's just like you're stuck that way forever. Congrats. Yeah, yeah. it's like Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> this, like, this digression is probably going to end up in the bloopers, but I'm not sorry I started it. <laughs> <laughs> Which isn't... This was an interesting sagu into the next question, which is... <laughs> Your show touches on pop culture topics a lot. So yeah. we have to ask, if you're going to be stuck on a desert island indefinitely, what's the one TV show you would not want to be without? Oh, it's uh, Well, it's easy for me. It's Seinfeld. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. <laughs> for, for, a mini, for a millisecond, I thought about Breaking Bad, but I, I just thought there's so much more variety and more seasons to Seinfeld. Mm -hmm. I think that would be the show for me. So if you could have a second one, then would it be Breaking Bad? Seinfeld and Breaking Bad are for sure my top two in life. I have a, I have a tattoo of each of them, in fact, on my arm. I believe I'm the only one of the pineapple pizza hostesses who has watched Breaking Bad. <laughs> what the fuck? I, I think I started it and then I was like, eh, because right, well, I don't watch hey, a lot of TV. This has been a great interview, but <laughs> I... I have to leave on principle. I, I found this out because on Studying Scarlet, I did an episode on Gus Fring, and they were like, who's that? And I was like, I'm going to go throw up. <laughs> well, yeah, and then, so I think I sent you a, a gif of him, like, opening his pants and a bunch of hot dogs are flying out of his pants, and I was <laughs> like, did. who is this guy? And I texted you back, and I was like, it, I'm pretty sure that's Gus Fring, and then your husband had to confirm it because you guys <laughs> seen the show well because he had watched it he watched all of it the and wallpaper was chicken legs it was definitely <laughs> him all right i just want you guys to know that you know the whole point of the show is walt white walter white gets cancer i'm getting cancer from this conversation <laughs> i'm sorry i shouldn't have rained on your parade i'm just kidding they've both totally seen the show as many times as i have and it's fine it's fine i'm actually still not i like I'm not caught up on Better Call Saul yet, but I'm working on it. Oh, it's great. It is really good. I think it's I think it's like just right there, like a, like the smallest notch possible under Breaking Bad. It's that it's good. It's pretty close. Yeah, it's very good. Hmm. Not that Lindsay good could know. appreciate that. Yeah. Well, she well, could maybe watch someday. That one she could watch that one first, even if she wanted to, because it's a prequel. I could. You could. True, but. Yeah, but some of the scenes wouldn't like hit her as hard as it would for someone that's seen the show. I want to do this as a show. social experiment now. I want to make someone watch them in the wrong order. <laughs> like you I'm watch, sure watch this well, one first. It could and then be something the where one. then when I watch Breaking Bad, I'll be like, oh, that's what that was about. Yeah. And I'll have like the realization moments. 
I'm gonna keep working on it. I'm gonna wear you down. You're gonna watch it. It's gonna be great. Okay, fine. Next question. Since you guys take turns guessing what's on the top 10 list, would you say you enjoy making the list or trying to guess what's on them? Oh, for sure guessing. <laughs> you know why? Because it's less work. Like the person that brings the list. Because if, again, if, you, if you're listening now and you've never listened to our show, it's not just guessing one through 10. It's also the person who brings the list also comes prepared with a bunch of, you know, we call them fun facts, little tidbits, trivia that, t- you know, takes an hour to an hour and a half to get through. So there's quite a bit of research that has to happen, which is fun sometimes, but sometimes it's a drag, you know? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's definitely... <laughs> oh, we know. <laughs> I know you know. I know. I'm talking to people that can relate. Uh-huh. So yeah, it's just, it's easier to just show up for a show, have nothing prepared ahead of time and just guess on the fly. That's true. Yeah. But my list that I do bring are definitely better than Brandon's list. <laughs> Shots fired. Oh my god, this is like the most shots fired ever on this podcast, and I'm, I'm really enjoying it. Is. It is. We're spilling so much tea. I'm enjoying it, frankly. I'm going to be here all day for this. All right, so I'll ask this one for you, and then I want you to say what you think it would be for Brandon as well, just because I think it'd be hilarious. Oh okay. my god, yes. So let's say we were making a summoning circle. What three items should we place inside of it to summon you? Oh, okay. So three items to summon me. Yes. Okay. I'm on the spot here. Let me think. Or you could do Brandon first if that's easier for you. Let's do Brandon first. (laughs) (laughs) An airport hot dog. (laughs) Number one. I knew it. (laughs) A Star Wars Lego set. Okay. That's good, though. That would work for a lot of people. Well, he does that in his spare time. He will, like, go... Like, he told me once, like, when he has a day to himself and, like, the kids are gone, he will go... (laughs) You, and I'm I'm laughing, but I don't I don't think it's a bad thing. He goes to the store and he'll like buy a really complicated Lego set and he'll go home and put it together, which is I think that's cool. Yeah. So there's that. The third thing would be, oh man. Uh, all right, to summon Brandon, you do the hot dog, the Lego Star Wars set, and an OU hat. Okay. For me, you do a Stephen King book. Okay. Socks that are. Fresh, piping hot out of the dryer that are ready to be placed on my feet immediately. And a kitty. And a kitty. I was going to say, if a cat isn't one of them, then I don't know who you are anymore. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So, but it has to be a kitty that has been like Instagrammed just right or placed (laughs) just right and framed correctly to be Instagrammed. Are you taking shots at my Instagram post (laughs) of my cat? No, I'm saying they're artfully designed. Yeah. Well, I, I think by the very nature, by the very virtue of it being a kitty, period, it's immediately Instagrammable. That is true. I will give you that. The internet does love cats, so it does. I'm going to say that's true. It does. I was trying to buy cute sweatshirts the other day, like these cute little hoodies, and all of them were about cats. And I was like, but I don't have a cat. I have nope. a dog. I also have a dog. Sad face. I have a dog, too. What oh, kind yeah. of dog do you have? He is uh, a mixed breed. We're not totally sure what he is. People thinks uh, people always comment on how he looks like a little Rottweiler. Okay. But he's he's little. Well, he's like thirty pounds, so he's not little, little. But he's, I guess, medium. I don't know. Yeah, medium sized. Yeah. But he's on my Instagram at the Nickamel. If you want to see, <laughs> I'll have to go look again because I feel like I've seen him a couple times on your feed. But yeah. All right. Are you into top 10 lists? What about pop culture? Or maybe you're just a nerd like us. We've got a show for you, loser. Hi, I'm Nick. I'm Brandon. We're the hosts of The Tennis Podcast, a comedy and edutainment podcast covering a new top tennis list every week, including fun facts and trivia. We've covered lists such as the top 10 most popular 90s songs on Spotify. The deadliest animals. The worst US presidents. Leading causes of death. The best-selling video game franchises. The most common murder methods. Okay, are you going to give one that isn't about death? The deadliest jobs in America. Listen to these and countless other top 10 lists every Wednesday at TennisPod.com or wherever you listen to podcasts. Top horror villains by their kill count. I think we're done here. If you listen to this podcast, there's a good chance to see you will die. We are the Tennis Podcast. That's one zero I-S-H. Bye. So very last question. Mm-hmm. What's the special you selected to feature today and why did you choose it? I'm so glad you asked. 
my mouse is not all of a sudden my mouse is not working so let me try to pull up my notes anyway while i figure that out uh it's my uh it's either my i think it's my second favorite cryptid i didn't go with my first because i thought it'd be too obvious it's the loch ness monster yay i love the loch ness monster and you guys have not covered him right Correct. On the yet. show, yeah. Correct. I was surprised by that because it's like one of the big ones, but maybe that's why. Maybe that's we why you didn't cover it. Yeah. We haven't gone to Scotland yet, so. That's yeah, well, true. you were just in Norway last, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you're not that far from Scotland. Scotland is actually supposed to come out in November. But oh, that's right, you yeah. You, and you can't do Scotland without Loch Ness. You well, can't. Emily normally tries to do like the more obscure ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Except for the time she did Mothman. <laughs> yeah. I love Mothman. Whose eyes are six inches apart, which no one talks about that. Why does <laughs> no one it? talk about that? I feel like your brain's never going to be unbroken from the fact that one person said that his head was not impressive, even though his eyes were six inches apart. Exactly. I want to find that person and be like, what the fuck? His eyes are six inches apart. How is that not impressive? Is he a horse? Does he have a horse head? I gotta tell you, I don't think it's that impressive. I think it's very unremarkable. (laughs) Mediocre at best. (laughs) It's like a trivia fact, but it's like, you know, the 10th one down on the trivia card. Anyway, I went with Loch Ness Monster. I mentioned it's my second favorite. My favorite's probably Bigfoot. Uh, but okay. it's like it's like such the you know stereotypical cryptid that I just uh, the reason Bigfoot's my favorite is because I'm obsessed with that Patterson footage. I think it's so interesting. Anyway, mm-hmm. Loch Ness monster is uh, another favorite because there's so much lore built around it, and much of the lore, well, much of the, at least the modern day lore, is built around a hoax, mm. which I find uh, calling me intrigued. Yeah, well, do you want me to get into the hoax now? Sure, however you want to oh. you want to serve it to us. Let's save it. Let's save the hoax. Okay. But there's the famous photo of, like, if you were to Google search Loch Ness Monster, the first photo to come up is that famous one of, the, like, the silhouette of the dinosaur-looking neck mm-hmm. sticking out of the water. And that photo was used as, you know, some, some said that was proof of a real Loch Ness Monster for long time. The hoax I mentioned is that. That photo is a hoax. I have the story behind the hoax, which we'll get to at some point today. I'm looking forward to hearing it. I've known that that photo is a hoax, but I don't think I've ever actually heard the story. Mm -hmm. It's a a very fascinating story. It was actually a gynecologist, so a very educated man that felt it necessary to fool the world. I don't know why I'm like dying because it's a gynecologist, but I am. <laughs> because when his when he's not busy gynecologizing, he's pulling off a hoax that changes cryptozoology history for all time. <laughs> when he's not elbow deep in pussy all day. Oh my god, Lindsay! I went there. there. He's probably, I had to he's go probably, there. <laughs> He's elbow deep in, in pussy after the photo too, because I mean, <laughs> think of all the groupies for a for a real cryptid photo. They're lining up. Hey, ladies. <laughs> but yeah, so that story of that is so intriguing to me, and and part of it is I like things that are. We, me and Brandon just record. It's not out yet, but we just recorded an episode on paranormal hauntings, like the top ten, and so many of them have been like there's very credible evidence that it was a hoax right Mm -hmm. but it doesn't stop those hauntings from like amityville horror Uh, yeah Um, i thought that's where you were going (laughs) i mean there if you want to believe in amityville there's plenty there to latch on to but if you don't want to believe in it there's plenty there to latch on to as well maybe more and but despite that it's still like this like one of the most famous hauntings ever and people still talk about it and movies and books come out of it it's like just even though everyone knows it's not or a lot of people believe it's not real it still has this like impact on human psyche and human history Mm -hmm. so that's what i i like that kind of stuff let me give you a physical description of old nessie here the loch ness monster lurks in a lake called loch ness what? In the Scottish Highlands. <laughs> <laughs> it is often described as a large, long-necked, and with one or more humps protruding from the water. Again, it looks like that, that dinosaur, that old sea dinosaur. I don't know what it's called. The plesiosaur. plesiosaur, yeah. <laughs> Look at you both just fucking had it right there. 
Thank let you, me, Emily. Let, <laughs> let, me, let me push my glasses up on my nose. <laughs> Thank you, Emily. You're here in spirit. Yep. <laughs> which which one of you was it that was in Scotland and didn't see Loch Ness? It was me. It was me. Oh, Lindsay. I was so upset. You have no idea how upset I was that I was like there, that we drove past the lock and we weren't allowed to stop. Why weren't you allowed? Because it wasn't part of our itinerary. Oh, okay. It's not that it was like closed. No. Yeah, I just, I don't think I could go to Scotland and not go see the lock. It's so famous. Yeah. So the earliest known sighting uh, was the year 565 AD. Uh, But maybe even sooner because there was stone carvings found of a, quote, mysterious beast with flippers. And those were those carvings were discovered in ancient eastern Scotland. Oh, so it's I mean, that seems pretty uh, likely that if there's stone carvings in Scotland, that has to be Loch Ness, right? You would think. Yeah. Well, the best known article that first attracted a great deal of attention about a creature was published in May 1933 in Inverness Courier about a large beast or whale-like fish. And then in August of that same year, this is 1933, the Courier published a report of another alleged sighting and saw the nearest approach to a dragon or prehistoric animal that I've ever seen in my life, was the quote from the eyewitness. And that person said that they saw the Loch Ness monster trundling across the road toward the lock with an animal in its mouth. What? So it had just, it had freshly killed something. So it came out of the water, killed something, and then was carrying it across the road back into the, to the lock. It's a carnivore, guys. Look I know, out. but just like, how fucking badass would that be? If you, you don't let me see Loch Ness monster, but its ass just killed something. <laughs> its ass just killed something. <laughs> it sat on it and then it dragged it back into the lock. Listen. Well, I mean, think about when you go to the zoo. Wouldn't you, is, don't, doesn't everyone get excited when they see a bear eating like fresh mm-hmm. meat instead yep. of a bear just laying there? That's all, that's what I'm excited. Yep. That would I, be very exciting. I just want to know what it was eating, <laughs> but that's such a weird fucking thing to be worried about. Probably like, not pineapple pizza. What no. were you uh, hungry for there, Nessie? Like, fill us in. <laughs> a moose, a deer, I don't know. What do they have in Scotland? <laughs> I, was, I know, I was just I trying no to idea. think. I was like, what animals are native to Scotland? I, I don't have no know. Idea. Trolls? They got trolls there. <laughs> just went out and grabbed a giant rock that just happened to be a <laughs> troll. It just happened to be a troll. <laughs> well, I don't think there are any rocks in Scotland that aren't trolls. This is true. Or at least at one time wasn't a troll. So it looks like they do have deer. They have Scottish wildcats. They have apparently some sort of, well, they have cattle, of course. I think every country has cattle, don't they? Yeah. So I guess it could be that. But those are the biggest things I see popping up on a quick Google search. So we're going to assume it was probably a deer. <laughs> no, let's assume it was a person. Okay. They have badgers too. Could you imagine if like they just took like one of those giant badgers and ate a giant badger? The badger would be like eating like a human eating a chip. It's not big enough. I don't know. They're those really cute ones that have like the striped faces. The well, really long face. <laughs> you want the cute one to have been the victim of a Loch Ness monster or no? <laughs> I mean, I think Loch Ness is cute anyway. So could you imagine cute eating cute? I suppose that'd That's be true. horrible to some people. But Let me ask you guys something. When you hear of cryptids like Loch Ness, do you, does your mind immediately assume that they're one of many or that they're, or, or at least one of a few or that they're the only one left? It depends on what the cryptid is. So how about, how about Nessie? I mean, there has to be more than one. If it's been around for thousands of years. Well, maybe it's like Moses in the Bible. Didn't he live to like a thousand years old or something? Maybe it has the Philosopher's Stone and that's why it lives so long. <laughs> Lindsay, not yeah. everybody can just live like a hundred years and die. So it could be, <laughs> it could be the last one. <laughs> well, the one around today, I don't know when the last sighting was uh, actually. Because the... Yeah, I'm trying. I'm, look, I'm skimming through my notes. I don't see a sighting any later than the 30s. Really? So maybe it's long gone. Maybe. I don't know, but let me tell you about that photo that I was that I teased you with. So it's called the Surgeon's Photograph. And again, if you're listening, just search Loch Ness. You'll see the photo. You'll immediately recognize it and be like, oh, yeah, I've seen that photo. It's reportedly the first photo of the creature's head and neck. It's, again, a silhouette of a dinosaur-like neck 
like in the distance in the water. The photo was supposedly taken by a guy named Robert Kenneth Wilson, a London gynecologist. It was published in the Daily Mail, a very credible. Super credible newspaper. <laughs> it was published there in on April 21st, 1934. So Wilson, that's the guy that took the photo, he refused to have his name associated with it, which is why it became known as the surgeon's photograph. I don't know why it's the surgeon when he was a gynecologist, but... I don't know. Maybe calling it the gynecologist photograph didn't sound as good as the surgeon's photograph. Well, if if someone, had, if all these Scottish men had heard that the Daily Mail had a new gynecologist photograph, sales would have would have gone through the roof of all these like perverts <laughs> thinking like you know, yeah. So for sixty years, the photo was considered evidence of the monster's existence. The photo scale was controversial. It is often shown cropped, making the creature seem large and the ripples like waves. Because there's ripples kind of uh, expanding out from the creature in mm -hmm. the photo. Mm -hmm. While the uncropped version of the photo shows the other end of the lock and the monster in the center. But since 1994, most agree that the photo was an elaborate hoax. Details of how the photo was taken were published in the 1999 book Nessie, The Surgeon's Photograph Exposed. The creature was reportedly a toy submarine. Have you guys heard this? No. No. <laughs> it's a toy submarine bought from a toy store called F.W. Woolworths, and its head and neck were made from wood putty. You with me? Yep, so they, they bought you. a little toy submarine. They added a head and neck out of putty, put it in the water, and the way that they, like, I guess, angled the camera and shot it real tight makes it look like it's this gigantic creature out in the ocean or in the lock, but it's not. It's just little toy that's it that's the that's the famous photo that we've all seen for all these years that's amazing i'm just like picturing a grown man like molding a head and neck <laughs> onto a fucking submarine like laughing to himself like this will show him <laughs> not just a grown man but a college educated doctor like gynecologist like this man like why what is happening just to get it in the Daily Mail? <laughs> What's the motivation? I wonder if it was like a dare. Like if someone at the office was like, hey, you can't get into any scientific papers with whatever you do with your gynecologist bullshit. What What about... Uh, gynecologist bullshit. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I can't breathe. You're not well, making I, any it, uh, new discoveries or anything that's going to go in a scientific paper. Why don't you try and get something in the honest. Daily Mail? Let's be honest. Anybody can be a gynecologist. Am I right, everyone? Like, is it really that hard? Um, <laughs> I don't know if just anyone can do it, but I'm not going to just let anyone be, like, poking around. <laughs> well, would you, let me ask you, ladies. I've never, I don't have a gynecologist, believe it or not. If you went to the what? gynecologist, <laughs> would you be more or less likely like, let's say it's your first, it's your new gynecologist. You have to go to a new one for some reason. Would you be more or less likely to go to the gynecologist that has taken the famous surgeon's photograph, Loch Ness Monster photo, or the one that did not take that photo? All other things being equal, which one would you choose? I mean, I'd be intrigued, but if it was like some, if I got there, I'm in the, the gown on the mm -hmm. crinkly paper. Oh, God, don't mention the crinkly paper. <laughs> and some, like, super old guy comes in, and he looks like a piece of shit. I'm going to be like, well, I'm putting my pants on, and I'll see you later. And by later, I mean never. So it's but what if he's like, wait, 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 don't go. I'll tell you about the surgeon's photograph. Listen, Would that get you to stay? It's pretty hard to beat a hasty retreat from a gynecologist's office. So if you can get out of there... <laughs> then you are my hero. <laughs> as long as they don't have the stirrups up, I'm, I think I can sprint away. Um, oh, I don't know how you guys do it. I feel like I would be less likely to go, but I think it's more based on the fact that I'd be like, if you're a reputable doctor, <laughs> how much <laughs> time do you just happen to do this? How much time did you have to stake out this lock and get right. this photograph? <laughs> I don't know if I uh, want you poking around in my body. Thanks. <laughs> it's his version of Star Wars Legos. He just Are goes you? out <laughs> and looks for cryptids. This and is that's the Star Wars he, Legos of the 30s. And that's how he unwinds after 
looking at lady bits all day. Well, I just want to know, like, are you up on your medical journals or (laughs) are you going to be one of those people that's like, hmm, I think you're hysterical. There's probably something wrong with your uterus because... Let me go get the vibrator. Because if so, I'm getting out of here even if I have to hit you with an instrument tray. (laughs) An instrument tray. This took a turn. Okay, so getting here for it. I mentioned it earlier how like that this photograph is one reason why I'm so fascinated by Nessie. And again, this guy took this photo in the 30s with some shitty camera and some shitty kid's toy. He probably thought no one would even buy this thing. He sells it to the paper and he probably thinks that's it. I got like, you know, 50 bucks or whatever he got for selling in the photo. And this will all blow over in a few days. And my name was never attached to the photo. So no one will ever even know it's me. But here we are. What? 70? No. 90, Not, fuck, almost 90, 90 Jesus almost 100 Christ. years later. Time just fucking slapped me in the face just now. 90 <laughs> years later, and we're still sitting here talking about it. Yeah. And we're making fun of you because we did find out you did it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the surgeon's photograph. Outside of that, really the only, there is really no other proof of Nessie that I've been able to track down. People have explained that sightings of Nessie could be Really large eels, sharks, mm-hmm. catfish, or an elephant. An elephant. All right. So apparently they have elephants in Scotland. Wasn't there a show that was on like the Travel Channel or something? Or maybe it was like Discovery or something where there were people that were actively trying to find Nessie. Kind of like Bigfoot hunters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I I don't know, but the I went Nessie Nellies or whatever. Nessie Nellies. What? I feel like it was people that had like scuba diving gear and stuff and sonar and they would go out into the lock and try and like find sightings to confirm that there was indeed a creature in the lock. Well, how big is the lock? I'm just over here wondering if you could in any way be confusing this with the search for the Titanic. (laughs) No, (laughs) it says it's 21.78 square miles is how big. 27.8. That's not that big. 21.78 square miles. So yeah, it's like... They could find like a huge dinosaur in that thing. Yeah, like it's not that big. Well, to be clear, I don't think there's a real Loch Ness Monster. If anyone's wondering my opinion on this, I don't think there's a real dinosaur living in the Loch. And if so, like, you'd see this fucking thing all the time. Yeah. The Loch's not that big, apparently. I don't know, is that big? For a body of water, that doesn't sound that big to me. I don't think that's that big. There was a TV show, and it was on, what's the channel? It was on the Travel Channel, I was right, called Loch Ness Monster, New Evidence. Huh, I might watch that. So. Right after Breaking Bad again. There you go. <laughs> oh um, my God. Well, I have just one more note on Nessie, and that is that its effect on tourism. Again, this photograph and other stuff, but mostly that photograph has brought in Millions of tourists every year to Scotland to see the lock, except Lindsay. Estimated to bring. (laughs) (laughs) One time. (laughs) But it's the critical time. How many times are you going to be in Scotland? I know. Uh, Anyway, it brings in about $51 million US annually in tourism every year. Or that comes to about 41 million euros. Jeez. Damn. And I guess you just go to the lock and just look in the water, right? Maybe there's a museum there or something. I don't know. There's got to be something. I mean, why wouldn't you want to capitalize on that? There's well, yeah, I don't know. Tell me. Tell me, Lindsay. Why wouldn't you want to capitalize on that? You were there. I know. Anyway, that's all I got. But I hope to go there someday. Yeah, I really want to go back because I didn't get to go. And there's a lot of really cool stuff in Scotland that will be fun to check yeah. out. Yeah, not just Nessie. Not just Nessie. So what do you guys think of uh, Nessie? I liked it. I like the, I mean, besides the fact that the photo was a hoax, I like the idea of Nessie, that there's some ancient creature that has managed to survive in this teeny tiny lake and no one can find it. Because it's not real, but yes. Because it's not real. (laughs) Because it's invisible. But I do like the idea though. I'm with you. Oh, I, I don't think I've ever really put much like faith in the idea that there's a real Loch Ness monster honestly it just 
never really seemed that credible to me. And of course, like you said, what that photo was debunked in the 90s, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense because I would have still been pretty young when that happened. So I think I've always known pretty much that that photo is not even real and haven't seen anything else because there really isn't anything. So if I were going to say like that any cryptid that we've talked about is actually real, I honestly don't know that I would put too much faith in any of the ones that we talk about. Although I like to think Sasquatches are a thing. Mm -hmm. I know, I know. Like, we just have so many, like, stories from different areas about them. So if I were going to bet money that one of them was real, I'd probably pick Sasquatches. Same. I just feel like there's got to be something that's in the ocean that we've never discovered. Not necessarily oh, well, a kraken. A Not necessarily yeah. a kraken. But there's got to be something down there that could kill all of us. I don't have a... <laughs> thing um you said that in the same episode where we spent half of it rambling about gynecology so i'm not not okay things that are real deep sometimes have scary things at the end of them listen to this more than eight i just did a google search more than 80 percent of our ocean is unmapped unobserved and unexplored 80 percent yeah I just sent Emily a link a couple days ago that they just found something. Let me pull up and so I can tell you what it was. This is like, I'm a huge loser, so my Google suggestions (laughs) (laughs) are always super nerdy. (laughs) Hold up. It is, ooh, I cannot read scientific names. Let me scroll a little bit further to see if there is. Nope, I'm going to have to read the scientific name, I think. Okay, so... They found a new species. I'm going to fuck this up really bad because I haven't taken Latin in years. But there is a species called Titanochorus genesi, a species that was recently discovered where? In the Burgess Shale. And it kind of looks pretty horrifying. I'll post a picture of it on Instagram if we leave this in the episode. It's pretty huge. Yeah, I want to see that now. Kind of looks like a giant. I can post a picture of it in the Twitter chat. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Do and then that. we can yeah, all do. look at it. It's horrifying. <laughs> it's truly gross. <laughs> well, there are, I mean, I still think those anglerfish are like they the look stuff horrifying. of nightmares. Yeah. So. Half of the shit that we already know is in the ocean is the stuff of nightmares anyway. Ugh. Oh my god. What? That looks like Ugh. what the gynecologist sees. I was just gonna say Doesn't is that, it though? <laughs> I was like, is that a is that a uterus? Is that a cervix? <laughs> is, is that, that what my cervix looks like? Like it's I got don't a know. face? I hope it doesn't have a face. <laughs> That's its face inside there. This oh looks god. like if the UFO from Flight of the Navigator merged with somebody's uterus. Have you guys seen the movie It Just Came Out Malignant? No, no. I, I have a hard time with horror movies because I'm a big okay. baby. Well, anyway, the villain in that movie has a face that looks a lot like this thing's face. Oh, God. Well, now I'm never going to watch it. So <laughs> <laughs> you're welcome. Thank you. Yeah. So they just found the fossils of that thing. And like, we never knew that was a thing. It's pretty fucking horrifying. Yeah, but not just fossils, but there's also shit living down there that we don't well, even yeah. know. Well, yeah, there's going to yeah. be other stuff, of course, too. And like a fossil is going to be easier to find than a living species because it, it doesn't move around. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, on that note. Anyway. Yeah, uh, that's Nessie. Thank you. It was nice talking about Nessie. Before we close for the night, I want to read a review from a very satisfied patron, Becky Kalimnik. Yep. Oh, man, you're like Ashley trying to pronounce the scientific name of that thing. Yeah, the Latin. She posted on Apple Podcasts, want pineapple on your cryptids? That sounds delicious. Mm-hmm. These ladies are hilarious and informative. I love how the hosts explore so many legends from around the world, things you don't hear on a lot of other shows. Give these ladies a listen. Thank you, Becky. Thank you, Becky. Um, Becky has a show called Homespun Haints, and if any of our listeners are into some of our more paranormal subjects, you should definitely check out her show. It's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Does she have the good hair? I'm imagining she has the good hair. She has the good hair, amazing sense of style, and she can paint, so I'm very jealous of her. Oh, you're yeah, I can't Becky. do it. I don't have any of that either. You have nice hair. 
Oh, well, thank you. But can't, definitely can't paint. <laughs> <laughs> so thank you, Nick, for joining us and for being our guest chef today. Could you please tell all of our guests and pa- our patrons, whatever we call them, <laughs> it's been a while, where mm-hmm. they can find you and the show if they're interested in hearing more from the Tennis Podcast? Yes, gladly. By now you know. The Tennis Podcast is our name, and that's one zero ish for Tennis. We're on every single podcast app there is. Just about 150 episodes with new episodes added every Wednesday. You can also listen and read full transcripts at TennisPod.com. Nice. Thank you for visiting our beautiful pizzeria and enjoying a slice of something fishy and Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you a five out of ten on that. Pineapple Pizza Podcast. Sweet and cheesy. Not everyone understands our awesomeness, but we're glad that you do? Question mark? If you're enjoying the show and you'd like to help support us, check out our Tee Public shop for some amazingly fun and funny merch. Or if you want to do a one-time donation, you can do that on buymeacoffee.com and buy us a fresh slice, because we can never get enough of basically anything, if we're being honest. If you absolutely love the show and you want to check out some fantastic bonus content, you can become a donor on Patreon and earn all kinds of amazing benefits. We have three tiers to accommodate almost any budget. The $3 Mythbuster, the $7 Cryptid Hunter, and the $15 Storyteller. Become a patron today and start enjoying all the perks and extra content right away. Don't forget, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram at PineAppPizzaPod. That's PineAppAPP Pizza Pod. You can also send us questions, comments, and topic ideas at pineapppizzapod at gmail.com. Don't forget, A-P-P. That's important. Thanks for stopping in for some deliciously weird morsels. And just remember, no matter how you slice it, you're awesome. And we love you.